You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. George R.R. Martin doesn't need to finish writing the Game of Thrones books by Emily Dreyfus. In the beginning, George R. R. Martin created A Game of Thrones, words printed on paper and bound into books, sold in shops around the world, to be read by a moderate but mighty number of fantasy fans. That was 1996. Fourteen years and four books later, HBO said, let there be a TV series, and nothing was ever the same again. Since Game of Thrones began, Martin has published just one new book, A Dance with Dragons, the fifth in the Song of Ice and Fire series. OK, he technically released A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, but that was a prequel and, well, actually, let's just not speak of it. Martin thinks he could finish the next one, The Winds of Winter, this year. Maybe. But who knows? Last year, during season six of the TV series, the show fully bypassed the published print blueprint of Westeros, the world of Martin's fantasy epic, and fans freaked out. How could he let this happen? George, stop going out and having fun, the fans demanded. Get in your house and finish the series. The internet's favourite joke since around 2012 has been to yell at Martin whenever he's found to be doing something other than furiously typing. The animating theory of the joke is that it's his duty, his imperative, to finish the story he began. And guess what? It's not. Twitter, you, me, everyone just needs to get over it. The Song of Ice and Fire is not the Westerosi Enchiridion anymore. Martin's story, the world he built, lives on TV. And now that HBO is cooking up spin-off shows based on the original, it's official. The TV universe has eclipsed the books and become the Game of Thrones canon. And that's fine. It really is. Not in a, the world is burning down around me and I pretend this is fine kind of way. It's okay because the world of Westeros is not a concrete thing. It's still being built. 
Hell, it's being realized beyond Martin's imagination, faster than he's able to write sentences. And you know what that's good for? You, the fan of that world. More for you. There's this notion that whatever came first, a book, a film, a TV show, has to be the sacred writ of any major pop culture property. And that's simply not true, especially in the case of Game of Thrones, where the global phenomenon has largely been about HBO's series. And there's no reason the show can't be like The Godfather or The Shining or Blade Runner or even Jaws. The cultural impact of all those films surpassed the books upon which they were based. Or think about the Star Wars novels and comic books that came out after the original movies. Are they verboten? More than anything, they're just more windows into a world people can't get enough of, something Martin's future books are about to become. Either way, none of these offerings ruined the source material, and none of them ruined the stories that came before. Look, I can hear you hyperventilating with rage through the computer screen. For fans who started reading The Song of Ice and Fire long before the show began, thinking that the saga could finish on HBO is a letdown, particularly for those who don't want to watch the show until they finish the books. For the last few years, being able to say, oh, sure, but the books are better, has provided a nice little dopamine rush. But beyond that thrill... What Game of Thrones fans really want is more Game of Thrones, and right now their best bet for getting that is on premium cable. And the Game of Thrones world has been outgrowing Martin's writing for a while. In an interview with The New Yorker, he said that he sometimes relies on fans running the westeros.org wiki to remember the details of his own complicated plot. I'll write something and email him to ask, did I ever mention this before? And he writes me right back. Yes, on page 17 of book four, he said, referring to a particular superfan with whom he works closely. That fact suggests Westeros is already out of his hands. And if he's comfortable with having a little less canonical power, the fans should be too. And for those worried Martin won't have control of his creation at all, fret not. He's reportedly involved in not one, but two of the proposed writing teams for the spin-off shows that HBO is considering. There's no telling which programs will ever make it to the small screen, but it's practically a given that he'll be on board. And that means it's almost certain the completion of the Song of Ice and Fire series will be delayed even further. But if Martin never finishes the last book... And instead, the story of the winter in Westeros is wrapped up in a series of multi-million dollar special effects laden episodes on TV. Well, you know what? There are worse fates. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 